Welcome. I'm Anastasia Glova, bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. The crisis over Iran's nuclear activities continues as the International Atomic Energy Agency's Board of Governors meets this week. China and Russia are habitually reluctant to apply pressure on Tehran and have refused to participate in a joint statement calling for a halt to Iran's enrichment activities. Our expert today is Vice President for Foreign Policy and Defense Studies, Ted Galen Carpenter. Iran insists on its sovereign right to enrich uranium. Does such a right exist? Technically, such a right does exist. Under the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, member states do have the right to enrich uranium for peaceful power generation purposes. They do not, however, have the right to highly enrich uranium for the purpose of building weapons. Iran, of course, insists that its entire program is for peaceful purposes. So, in other words, we've got a security dilemma on our hands. How can Iran prove otherwise? Iran argues that it doesn't have to prove that it is restricting its program to peaceful uses, that the other powers in the international community have to prove that Iran is not doing so. When diplomats downplay the significance of China and Russia's refusal to pressure Iran further, are they bluffing? Well, that is actually a very important development. It suggests that both Beijing and Moscow will be reluctant to impose any kind of serious economic sanctions against Iran if diplomacy fails. That indicates a very sharp division within the five permanent members of the United Nations Security Council, and Iran is very skillfully exploiting those divisions. Iran is saying that there's no real consensus against enrichment activities. Is this true? No, I think even Russia and China would prefer that Iran give up its enrichment program. Russia, in fact, has proposed a compromise whereby Russia would enrich uranium for Iran's power generation program. The Iranians have listened to that proposal; they've shown some interest in it, but they have not yet agreed to it. Can we expect any progress to come out of the meetings this week? It would be a great surprise if there was any meaningful progress coming out of these meetings.、Uh, Iran is going ahead with its quest, I believe, for nuclear weapons, and the international community remains highly divided about what to do about that. And ultimately, it's not clear that a lot can be done about it if Iran is determined to join the ranks of the nuclear weapons powers. It's a difficult bind. Then, is there a diplomatic solution? There is at least one chance for a diplomatic solution, but we would have to abandon the piecemeal diplomatic approach that has been taken to this point. What is needed is a U.S. offer for a grand bargain with Iran, namely that if the Iranians give up their quest for nuclear weapons, agree to rigorous international supervision. Of a peaceful atomic program, that the United States would fully normalize diplomatic and economic relations with Iran, and give Iran a security pledge that we're not going to use force to try to overthrow the regime. Even that proposal、uh, stands only a modest chance of success. It is quite possible that, for reasons of national prestige, for reasons of、uh, regional security concerns, and concerns about、uh, the United States, that Iran may be determined to have a nuclear deterrent of its own. That will make that region a rather uncomfortable place. 
But if the only alternative uh, is to stop that program through the use of military force, namely airstrikes on Iranian targets, that is a price that is too high to pay. Isn't there already an offer on the table, and Iran is reticent about that? We've never put a comprehensive offer on the table. We've hinted that there are incentives. We've given broad indications of what some of those incentives would be, but they fall far, far short of full normalization of diplomatic and economic relations. Use of force is not an option then for the United States. Use of force could、uh, trigger a huge crisis within the Persian Gulf region. Iran could respond in a number of ways, all of them unpleasant, including unleashing Hezbollah and some of its other allies to mount terrorist attacks against U.S. targets, both in the United States and abroad. Iran could certainly make life absolutely miserable for the American occupation force next door in Iraq, and in extreme case, Iran might even try to close the Strait of Hormuz, through which moves roughly half of the world's oil supply, triggering a global economic crisis. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.